Shalom Aleichem. Hello, welcome. Um, I'm a in this effort of learning Sikhs of the Rebbe on the Yanim Sheikh Gula in conjunction with the 30th anniversary of the Sikh of Chavches uh, Nissen and the efforts that followed to Kachsach and the Sikhs of the Rebbe in Yanim Sheikh Gula. Specifically, the four Sikhs that are in the Dvar Malchus which the Rebbe personally distributed on Monday, Tezvov, Iyor. It came from Eretz Yisrael as a, a distribution that was part of a regular cycle of distributing the Rebbe Sichis, and Kuntris Yudbeis was the four Sichis of the Rebbe and the Mashiach Agula in a large format. And the Rebbe told Rabbi Gronim, this will be distributed today, and it was printed that day and distributed that night. The Kuntus Tvarmalchus has four Sikhs. All four are very important. But two are critically important. The Rebbe has two Sikhs. The first is in Chelek Yudches Pashas Balak, and the second is the one we're going to be learning. That really are the stage setters to the Pedic Yud Aleph and Yud Beis of Hilchas Malachim or Melchames or Melacham Sheikh, respectively. The Sikh of Balak and Chalik really overviews and enlightens the entire Pedic Yud Aleph. Our Sikh, the one we're going to be learning, um, you cannot say that it enlightens the entire Pedicate Bays, but it certainly sets the stage for the, for the spirit of how we understand Pedicate Bays and Hilchas Malachim or Malacham Mashiach according to the Rambam. And as such, they're very critical Sikhs, they're very, very important Sikhs. As I'm sure people are aware, the Rambam has two prakim which he dedicates to Mashiach, the, the very, very last two prakim in Hilchas. In the Sefer Mishnah Tehla Rambam, Hilchas Malachim, or Muhammad Zamalacha Mashiach, Perikidalf, and Yibay is dedicated to Mashiach. And of course, the first thing that needs to be said, that is said, that everybody knows is that the Rambam doesn't talk about Mashiach because it's a good idea. The Rambam doesn't talk about Mashiach because it's a part of Torah. The Rambam doesn't talk about Mashiach because it's a part of history and part of what we hope and believe. The Rambam talks about Mashiach because Mashiach is a halacha. Because the Rambam Sefer is a Sefer in Halachas Halachas, a book of law. So when you wonder why certain things are discussed by the Rambam in Hilchas Mashiach and certain other things seem to be omitted from the Rambam Hilchas Mashiach, the answer may very well be because some things are halachic and other things are something else. And the Rambam only incorporates those things that are literally halacha, directly. And of course, one of the things that the Rebbe so thoroughly explores in his so many talks on Rambam in general, on Hilchas Mashiach, in particular is how every single word is a halach. The Rebbe has hundreds of sikhs on Rambam and scores of edited sikhs on Rambam. But there are a few parts of Rambam the Rebbe has explored so thoroughly as Hilchas Malachim or Muhammad Malachim Mashiach. You can almost argue with, with a considerable amount of legitimacy that the Rebbe has a running commentary, word for word, on the entire Perikid Alf and Perikid Beis of Hilchas Malachim, that's incredibly scholarly, 
brilliant, brilliant, very deep from my perspective of Lima Da And it flushes out, it reveals, it brings to a level of basic human understanding what Mashiach means in Torah and specifically what Mashiach means in Halacha. And this is very, very important. And the Rebbe, of course, wants that we should learn about Mashiach from all kinds of Svarim, including Lukut HaSichas of the Sidereinu. And when we learn these Sichas, particularly from Rambam, we come away with a Halachic Mashiach. You know, if you learn a Maimah Hasidus, you have a Hasidish Mashiach, and they're not always exactly the same. The Rebbe Sichas and Rambam flush out what Mashiach is in Allah. Basically, there's two chapters, there's two big ideas. The first big idea is Mashiach, and the second big idea is Yemei Mashiach. Chapter 11 defines who Mashiach is, who Melech Mashiach is, and gives you all kinds of criteria about how you define him and what his job is and what his job is not, and how he achieves the status of being Becheskath Shu Mashiach, and then Mashiach Bevadai, and then even what happens beyond that, and so on. Perikid Beis, chapter 12, deals with Yemei Mashiach, with the times of Mashiach. Now clearly Mashiach and Yemei Mashiach overlap, because Mashiach comes in Yemei Mashiach, and Yemei Mashiach is named after Mashiach, so they must have something in common. So even if chronologically they're not successive, even if chronologically they can be concurrent, they can be at the same time, they're two different prakim in Rambam, because they're two different priorities. Perikid Aleph, chapter 11, deals with the person, and Perikid Beis, chapter 12, deals with the era, with the time. Our sikha is on the first halacha, the first couple of halachas of Perikid Beis, of Hilchas Malachim, of Muhammad Samalach HaMashiach, La Rambam, where the Rebbe is trying to flush out Yemei Samashiach as it is in halacha. And of course, that's quite interesting. You can't imagine that a, an epoch, a time period, should have halachic criteria that the Rambam needs to articulate. But as you will discover in Mitzah Hashem over the next two classes, Be'ezer Hashem is Barach that there's an incredibly deep and serious need to interpret Yemei Samashiach according to the Rambam in Halacha, um, because there's many, many Halachas that have to do with Mashiach and Yemei Samashiach that need to be put into a complex puzzle that requires defining what Yemei Samashiach is in terms of Shulchan Aruch, in terms of Allah, in terms of, um, of Dinim. <sighs> one more thing that I need to say, and then after that I'll say one more thing again, okay, so get used to it. One more thing that I need to say is this. There's a lot of confusion about Tchiyas HaMesim and Yemesim HaMashiach. The resurrection of the dead versus the Messianic time. Even if they happen at the same time, they're two different things. This is particularly complicated according to the opinion of the Rambam. Because the Rambam holds that Elam Haba, the world to come, which we call eternal life or reward, is metaphysical. Is neshamet beligufim. It's a soul without a body. Accordingly, the Rambam has to hold that Chiyas Hamesim is a part of the era of Mashiach, of Yemesa Mashiach, which is before Elam Haba. In other words, in the Rambam's halachic ruling or thinking, there's Elam Hazed, there's the world as we know it, there's Yemesa Mashiach, there's the Messianic time, 
where things change considerably and then don't change that much. And then this Tchiyas the resurrection of the dead. In the Rambam's ruling, in the Rambam's position, the resurrection of the dead is not a part of the world to come, it's a part of the Messianic time. Then afterwards there is Hakel Chesim La'afram. In other words, according to the Rambam, we do not live together forever in a physical body. Not because Hashem can't do that, as some people misinterpret the Rambam, but because there's no need for a body if the body is not going to eat and sleep and be born and pass away and get married and so on. And the eternal reward for serving Hashem, for learning Tehra and doing mitzvahs is neshamah's beligufim, it's metaphysical. So the Rambam holds that Chiyas is a part of the Messianic era. The Ramban, the Nachmanides, the Mekubal, the Kabbalist, whom we hold like, we follow, and the Rebbe's wording, we paskin like him, he holds that Chiyas HaMesim, the resurrection of the dead, is not Yemes HaMashiach, it's Yom which is after Yemes HaMashiach. Um, so that's a different opinion, with a different approach, but we're learning Rambam. So if we're going to learn Rambam, we're going to have to learn everything within the parameters of the Rambam's view, and specifically the Rambam's view as a, as a, a, as a Paisik, as, a, as a, an expert on Halacha, and Dinim, and in the Rambam's mind, as you'll see in Mitzvah Hashem and the Sicha, Tchiyas HaMesim has to be before El Rambam, before the world to come, Tchiyas HaMesim has to be a part of Yemes HaMashiach. One final thought before I get to the text, and that is, I'm saying this now because I want it to be absolutely clear. In this Sicha, one of the multiple ideas that's going to be flushed out is this, the difference between the word neis, which means a miracle, and shinoi min hage shalelam, a change of the, of, the, of the conduct, of the custom of the world. And I want to now inform you of the difference. A miracle means a violation, a defiance of the laws of nature. There's, there's, a, there's an order and a, and a, and a law called Chukiyateva, the laws of nature that the Abishter creates. And when these laws are violated, that's called an S. It's called a miracle. There's something altogether different, which is of a completely different sort. It's much higher, which is not a miracle, but a new nature. When a new nature emerges, the idea is that it's, it's not a miracle that's happening concurrently, but it's just a new nature. So it's, the miracle is a basic modification in nature as a whole, and from that point forward, this becomes the new nature. The example which is going to appear in this Sikhe is going to be the question of barren trees, trees that don't produce fruit, producing fruit after Mashiach comes, and there's going to be two understandings of this phenomena. The first is that it'll be a miracle that there'll be fruit on those trees, and the second will be a new nature, Shinim in As you will see in the Sicha, Shinim in is considered a greater miracle than the miracle of a miracle. Nature evolving or changing or becoming something different, categorically, is considered a greater change than when Hashem leaves nature intact and violates it temporarily in a particular place or a particular time through a, a special assertion of the Abishtha's force. So appreciate before we start um, this distinction because it's going to come up and it's going to come on rather soon. Now we're ready to learn the Sikha and of course I'm ready to give you more introduction. So what's new? Bechlal um, Torah 
is explored with Derech Shailu Tshuva. The study of Taira is done through the medium of questions and answers. Like the Gemara says, First there's darkness and then there's light. First you don't know and then you know. Mystical, mysticism would say, first you have the black letters of the Sefer Teda that hide the white light of the Sefer Teda, which is behind it. You challenge, you question, you explore the black light, which is represented by the letters of the Sefer Teda, and you find light. In the Rebbe's teachings, the use of Shailah Tshuva is incredibly well developed. The Rebbe is a master question asker. And of course, Real genius isn't so much in answering questions as much as it is in knowing what a question is. And the Rebbe is a masterful question answer, asker. The Rebbe can ask a dozen or two dozen questions on a, on, on a small little Rashi. This Sikh is long. The Sikh has, I think, 15 pages or 16 pages. Almost half the Sikh is questions. Almost half the Sikh is questions. We're not going to learn half a Sikh tonight. We're going to learn less than half. And tomorrow, we're going to learn more than half, at least that's my plan, um, because I have to do it this way. Tonight's class is entirely questions. We're going to walk away from today's learning with one big, I don't know. And it's going to set up tomorrow's, now let's figure it out. Uh, I think this is the healthiest way to break the sikh in half for various different reasons, particularly since these questions get very, very involved. And, um, and I want to give them the attention that they need on the one hand. I also am afraid of letting the questions dominate the sikha or shadow the sikha or fog the sikha. So tonight we're going to learn questions. Tomorrow we're going to learn the last question and the answers. That's going to be the plan. Okay? So let's begin. I'm going to read from the text. And as we learn and read, I'm going to... Um, uh, insert commentary as we go. I'm reading the Sikh in Yiddish. Although in the Dvan Malchut it was translated into Lashna Kodesh, into Hebrew. And this is what the Rebbe distributed. But this is Lashon Harav. This is the way the Rebbe edited the Sikh. So this is preferable. I guess it's easier for me. So this is what we're going to do. In Perek Hasim, from Hilchas Malach, in the last chapter of the Laws of Kings, which is, of course, the last chapter in the entire Sefer Rambam. So the Rambam, the Rambam says as, following, as follows. Do not allow it to enter into your heart. There's going to be a cessation of the normal conduct of the world. Or there will be a novelty, a change in the act of creation. Now both of these expressions, Yibotel Dovah Menhagesh Aleilam and Chidush Maisebereshis uh, seem quite similar. But if you'll think about it, Yibotel Dovah Menhagesh Aleilam means an interruption of one aspect of what nature is. Chidush Maisebereshis is a change in nature. But I believe that both of them are not speaking to miracles. They're talking about a, 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 a nature becoming different. In other words, the Ramam is not negating that the Mashiach comes, miracles could happen, because miracles happen now also. But a new world is not going to be. The world is going to continue following the conduct that it has now. And then the Ramam has a question. Now, of course, you'll see later in the Sikha, this is a machlekin between Rav and Shmuel. The Ramam paskans like Shmuel, 
that after Mashiach comes, the world remains the same world as we know it. The difference is only Shibud Machis. All of this is going to be explored later in the Sikh. So the Ram has a question. We find in Tanakh all kinds of allusions to supernatural events. For example, the Gorzeev and Keves, the wolf lies with the lamb, and so on. So the Rambam explains the Daite, his opinion. Marshal Vachita, it's all an allegory and a riddle. To indicate that the Jewish people live in peace with the evil nations of the world, that are compared to the wolf and to the leopard. As the Pasuk says, and the Rebbe does not complete the quote of the Pasuk, everyone's going to return to the religion of truth. This, of course, this is the Rambam's opinion on Mashiach, that Mashiach is not just for Jewish people, Mashiach is for all of humanity. Yidin keeping their tayag mitzvahs and goyim lahavu keeping their sheva mitzvahs in a way which is emes together. They're neither going to steal nor destroy. They can eat this that's permitted in an, in an appropriate way. as the Pasuk says, and again, the Rambam interprets Ari not meaning a lion, but a nation of the world that they're going to live peaceably. The same applies not just to these particular passages from the book of Yeshaya, but all things of this category, Binyan HaMashiach, that we find in Tanakh and in Chazal, that seem to suggest that the coming of Mashiach is connected to miracles, paskins, the Rambam, Heim, They're all allegory. What about the fact that there's so many of them? So the Rambam concludes, And when Mashiach comes, it will become known to all of us, Marshal each aspect of the Tanakh and the Chazal that predict miracles, supernatural events happening after Mashiach comes, what it represents, what the Nevi'im and the Tanoim and the Amiroim intended when they gave these hints. The Rambam continues, rabbis The whole quote is Ein There's no difference between life as we know it and the times of Mashiach. Said except independence, except the sovereignty. Now we're subject to other nations, directly or indirectly. After Mashiach comes, we're truly sovereign. We're truly independent. And like I said before, this is the opinion of Shmuel, and this is the opinion of the Rambam. Mashiach comes, the world doesn't change. It's the same world. The Rebbe has the Sikh in Chelek Lamid, Vayigash, where the Rebbe makes a comment. I think it's Chelek Lamid. If it's not Lamid, it's Lamid. Hey, where the Rebbe makes a comment. He says, imagine a world where no miracles happen, but all of mankind listens to God, practicing all of Teir and Mitzvahs, both Mitzvah and as well as Mitzvah and so the Rebbe quips, you imagine what kind of miracle it's going to be for all these things to happen without a miracle. But this is the Rambam's position. Mashiach is a world where nature, the way we know the world is how the world is going to be after Mashiach, except it's going to be more peaceful, it's going to be more intelligent, it's going to be more grown up, more religious, and, and better. Now, fundistire sudas now. There are, I'm translating it contextually. There are so many Maimori Chazal that contradict this Rambam. 
as be Moisa Mashiach, which the Ramam's assertion of Mashiach comes, Vetnit bottle Vedin, Dover, Mimin Hage, Shalem. Nothing about the order of the world is going to change categorically. The world is continuing following its current pattern. And again, the Ramam is not saying miracles won't happen, miracles happen all the time. The Ramam is saying that the nature is going to be fundamentally the same. So the Rebbe says there are so many Chazal and Psukim that contradict this Rambam. And one of them is the one we're going to explore tonight. And that is a Pasuk in Pashas Bechokesai. Gefintman Lachayde de Maimed in Teiras Kainim. We find in Teiras Kainim, which is also called Safra. It's the Halachic Medesh on Vayikra. Bepashas Seinu and Pashas Bechokesai. Pasuk in the Pasuk, the Eitz has Sade Yitin Pili. The beginning of Bechokesai is talking about what we call culturally Gmul. If you behave, you're rewarded. If you're good, Hashem rewards you. And of course, the Ramam has a beautiful discussion on this in the Chesuvah what it means or the significance of being a good person and being rewarded with material reward, that this is a means to an end. But in the beginning of Pachas Bechokaisi, there's a dozen psukim or more that articulate the, 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 the material bounty, the material abundance that a person will be blessed with if they... Um, if they serve Hashem. One of those psukim says, the trees in the field are going to produce fruit, are going to give fruit. On this disadvantage, quote, How do we know that even fruit that are currently barren, that don't produce fruit, are going to make fruit? Talmud Leimah, the Pasuk says in Pashas Bechokai, say the eight has sod the yeet and period, the fruit, the trees of the field will produce fruit, and the Tereskanim interprets this means trees that currently don't produce fruit. And the Rebbe continues, We have a similar quote, like the Tereskanim, like the Safra, in the end of Masech Tereskanim, which is of course where you have in Shas, the Sugev Eretz Yisrael. So the Sugev Eretz Yisrael, of course, makes reference to the Yenam Mashiach, Omer Abchiyah Baravashi Omer Av. The Gemara says, says in the, the son of Rav Ashi says in the name of Rav, all barren fruit in the Holy Land will in the future, they're going to be laden with fruit. Shenemaz the Pothic says, indicating that trees are going to be burdened, heavy, laden with fruit. So this is a Teras Kayanim and a Gemara. Now, as you'll see in the Sikha, the Rebbe is going to very, very carefully dissect the difference in the language of the Tenus Kenim and the Gemara. They're not verbatim the same. They're saying something which looks quite similar. The Rebbe is going to show how very distinct they are. But they both are saying one thing. That after Mashiach comes, there's going to be a new nature. When you go out on the streets of Crown Heights, most of the trees do not bear fruit. Because if they do, the sidewalks would stink in April and May from the fallen fruit and then they become a whole issue. Do we want to eat them? Do we not want to eat them? And so on and so forth. If you've ever been around places where trees, the street trees produce edible fruit in certain times of the year, it, it smells quite odiferous from the fallen fruit, which then begins to decompose. After Mashiach comes, every single tree in the world is going to have fruit on it. This Teres Kainim and this Gemara is in a direct conflict to the Rambam. Right, says the Rebbe, does his dog, an Indian from Bitlam, there's a change in the nature of the world, and I want to underscore again, this is not a miracle, because miracles happen locally at a certain time and a certain place. Both of these Maimare Chazal, in spite of their differences in nuance, are saying that there's going to be a permanent and constant miracle, and as such, the Rebbe asserts, this is Shirim and Hagashom. And of course, the question is, what does the Rambam do with this 
Medrish, what does the Rambam do with this Gemara? Rambam holds Ein Bein, after Mashiach come miracles don't happen, I'm sorry, nature doesn't change, and here is a Medrish and a Gemara which says exactly the opposite. Turn to page 192, Sif Beis. The easier thing to do is what? That just like the Rambam says, that the Psukim and Yeshaya are allegory, he's going to say the Pasig and Bukhukai is also allegory. That just like he holds that the psukim are allegory, he'll also hold that the medrash and the gemara are also allegory. That although it describes barren fruit, barren trees having fruit, it doesn't mean they're going to grow fruit. It means something allegorical, metaphysical. We'll do for example, eight Michael made Often, a fruit tree is an allusion to a Talmud Chacham. A barren tree, a fruitless tree, means simple people. When Mashiach comes, even people who are now called barren, in other words, now they're considered simple, unschooled, when Mashiach comes, they'll produce fruit. In other words, does haste. They'll become scholars. Another interpretation in kind. Simple question, simple answer. Right? The Rambam holds there's no change of nature after Mashiach comes. Yeah, but what do you do with all the various different sources, including this Medish and the Gemara? And the answer is it's also not lit, it's also an allegory. But the Rebbe's not comfortable with this. I don't like this. It's a pshat, but it's not good. In other words, the Rebbe says we need to explore this question further because this, this way of avoiding the question. By simply saying that all of these illusions are also metaphors, it's not going to work. Why not? It's much easier to take a Pasuk and Tanakh from the Nevi'im and say it's a Moshal, an allegory, than take the words of the Mishnah and the Gemara and say it's an allegory. Because the Navi is written cryptically. The number is written, the prophets were written in such a way that they have to be interpreted. But Teresh Abalpeh, the Mishnah, the Gemara, and even the Medrash was written to be read and understood literally. So as a rule, to apply the same logic that you apply to Psukim, to a Chazal, that just that the Psukim are a Moshe Lomlitzah, so as a Chazal, this is hard to do. Is Nachmesh And here there's another issue. Because this statement in the Medrash that says that after Mashiach comes, there's a change of nature that barren trees bear fruit, it follows a series of blessings. Each of them is a blessing of something material that we're going to get. And it's very difficult to say that all of those blessings don't mean what they mean. Including the blessing of the earth will produce its produce, the trees in the field will produce fruit. Says the Medrash, that after Mashiach comes, the world is not going to be as it is now. As it was in the times of other Medishim, that Nizras ve'esapetas ben Yema, you see it and it grows the same day. Neita ve'esapetas ben Yema, you plant a tree and it grows fruit the same day. And moreover, eats nacha, you can eat the tree, the wood itself. And when you see the sequence of Midrash, it describes what's going to happen after Mashiach comes. It's impossible to say that it's allegory. It has to mean exactly what it says. At lost love, if it pri, not eats pri, the trees are going to have the same taste as the fruit. And, um, and the fruit is going to grow much more quickly and so on. 
And the Rebbe concludes, it's just like in the Safra, in Teres Kenim, it's very difficult to say that it's a mushal, the same thing when it's took as when the memory gebracht by Hemshech, this statement, that lost at love, a lot of stocks of Eretz Yisrael, you need to pay this, didn't taste pay this. It's by Hemshech, a comma, my modern, follows a series of earlier statements. That must be interpreted literally and basically. For example, would repair stumbling blocks. So the Rebbe says, since the series of earlier Gemaras are describing physical and literal and actual events, is mistabar, it seems reasonable to say, as der maimer, this statement as well, as that barren trees will carry fruit, main kipshut is also literal. So we're back to our question. The Rambam says after Mashiach comes, again, certainly miracles will happen. For the fact that miracles are happening now. But or a change of nature fundamentally is not going to happen. What about the reference to bearing trees bearing fruit? And the Rebbe holds, it's very difficult to say that this is allegory, this has to be understood uh, literally. That seems to be inconsistent with that. That seems to be saying that there's going to be a new nature, so to speak. And this new nature is going to constitute a world where there isn't a tree on the planet that doesn't produce edible fruit. This, argues the Rebbe, is inconsistent with the Rambam's opinion. Finished. Now, we're done with the basic question of Sikha. I assure you, there's a lot more to come. But the basic question of Sikha is, what does the Rambam do with this Gemara? What does the Rambam do with this Medish? They contradict his opinion that This is the Rebbe's question. What's going to follow is two attempts at a resolution. We're holding page 193. That's going to be the first attempt. And then Amir Hashem, the second column on page 194, there's going to be a second attempt. The Rebbe's going to bring Svarim who offer commentary that seem to provide resolution to these dilemma, or this dilemma, and the Rebbe is going to show that they're inadequate, and the Rebbe is going to walk away from what all the other commentaries saying, are saying with the question intact. How does the Rambam, who holds that after Mashiach comes, the world remains natural, deal with this Maimechazal, but Ve'et HaSadayit and Piri? So we, we address the basic question, which is how do we reconcile the Rambam's attitude that Mashiach doesn't change the world's nature, basically, with the question of Veheshpati, of Veheta Sadayit in Piri. What we're going to have now is two attempts at resolution. The Rebbe is first going to bring a Radbaz and develop a resolution based on this Radbaz, which the Rebbe is going to refute. And then on the next page, the Rebbe is going to bring an Avadis HaKadosh, which is going to be a second attempt at resolving the Rambam. The Rebbe is going to refute both. In other words, when we finish learning the next four pages of Sikha, we're going to be back to square one. We're going to still have the question, the Rambam who says, What do they do with the Teres Kenim and the Gemara? But between now and then, we're going to try twice and resolve it. Here's the first attempt at resolving the, the question. If on the aforementioned Rambam, that says that after Mashiach comes, miracles do not occur, is Da the Asagaf and Raivad, the Raivad objects. 
And of course, you know that the Ravid was not a Rav who came after the Rambam. The Ravid was a contemporary of the Rambam. He was actually older than the Rambam. And it says in Klali Rambam that any time the Ravid doesn't disagree with the Rambam, that's a proof that the Ravid agrees with him. Which means that in 99.9% of the cases, any halacha in Rambam is automatically a psak of Rambam and Ravid, except in those rare instances where the Ravid objects. And here the Ravid objects, and he says, the Pasuk says, There's a Pasuk in Pashas Bechukaisa, in our Parsha, that Hashem is going to remove from the world wild animals. And that this statement, that there's going to be no predatory animals after Mashiach comes, is not an allegory, but it's literal. So the Ravid says that this is a proof against the Rambam's argument that Hakil Moshlam Lita, there's not going to be a change of nature, it's all allegory. Of course, what this means basically is after Mashiach comes, wild animals, all the cats, all the dogs, all the bears, and all the smaller predators are going to stop killing and eating meat. And I guess your science friends will ask you, they're going to develop different kinds of stomachs, different kinds of dentition, but those are details. The bottom line is there's a puzzle container, which the rabbit takes literally, which says that after Mashiach comes, there's no predatory animals on earth, which is a change in nature. And on this basis, the Ravid wants to argue that the Rambam is incorrect and that there will be, mere, there will be a change of nature after Mashiach comes. And on this Ravid, we have a Radbaz. On this Radbaz, there's a Radbaz. The Radbaz is coming along to defend the Rambam against the Ravid. And in defending the Rambam against the Ravid, he offers what amounts to a, a, a compromised position. But the Rebbe is not going to hold that the Radbaz that means that the Rambam and the Ravid are compromised. This is the Radbaz's own solution. But the Rambam and the Ravid would still be arguing, except that he would have defended the Rambam. Let's read it inside. When the Radbaz al Asar enfet Saga The Radbaz says that the Ravid's question is not a question. Why not? For the simple reason that Shem Shisharak Suvu Moshal Gamzemosh. Just like the Psukim and Yeshaya, with which Asiqa began, are understood by the Ramam to be allegory, this Pasuk is also allegory. The idea that predatory animals are not predatory is a marshal. That's it. Simple solution. That's all you need to say. And this is the way the Radbaz is going to defend the Rambam. And it's good. It's good. But then the Radbaz offers us his own opinion. Ava. What I propose for you to believe, and again, as you'll see momentarily, the Rebbe is not saying that the Radbaz is learning Pshat and Rambam and Ravid like this. The Rebbe is saying that the Radbaz is learning Pshat and the Psukim like this. In Israel, the biblical passages that speak about a change of nature are actual literal. The Pasuk says, They will do no evil, there will be no destruction in the holy mountain. Because the land will be filled with the knowledge of God Almighty. It says, with the says the Radbaz, the famous land which goes in Israel. And the same is true also here. It says, So the Radbaz says, I hold like the Ravid in Israel, there's going to be a Shinim in Hagashalim. Outside of Eretz Yisrael, the, the world continues in this regular pattern, and therefore, the Pasuk says, After Mashiach comes, there's not going to be any war. 
new, why would you need to say there's not going to be any war if there's going to be a supernatural world? This itself is proof that it's going to be a natural world, and therefore it's a chiddush to say that there won't be any war. This is going to be literal. So you have a Rambam and a Ravid and a Radbaz. The Radbaz offers a compromise, which is his. The Rambam and the Ravid do not agree with him necessarily, but at least he deflects, he pushes away the Ravid's kasha, the Rambam by saying that all the Pesukim are Mosh. Val Pizer. Now that we have the Radbaz's input, and of course the Radbaz's input has two parts, how he resolves the Machlekes Rambam and Ravid, and he offers you his own opinion. So put his opinion on the shelf. But the resolution that he offers to the Rambam's, the Rambam's question, the Rambam remains important. It says the Rambam's diplokta from Rambam mit Rambam. That when the Rambam defends the Rambam and says the Psukim are allegory and not literal. And the Rambam holds they are literal, says the Rambam, is totally in the Mechilek tradition that say my actually will diverge based on the differences between the two or four mentioned Marachazal we had in the previous pages and Tehidus Kenim and Mesechtik Subas. What the Rebbe is about to do is take the two Marachazal that both describe barren fruit, bearing fruit, showing you nuanced distinction and showing you that they're literally arguing. They're saying two different things. They're both saying that trees that now don't have fruit will have fruit after Mashiach comes. But as you'll momentarily discover, one is saying that it's going to be a change of nature, and the other is saying that it's going to be a miracle. And the Rambam would go with the opinion that it's going to be a miracle, and that I would go with the opinion that it's going to be a change of nature, as you'll see momentarily. Let's continue to read. In Gemara state, the expression of the Gemara is, as ilon The Gemara separates Israel, the Holy Land, for the rest of the world, and says the barren trees in Israel will bear fruit. In the Medish it says, all barren fruit in Israel, outside of Israel. Says the Rebbe, when you look at the language for face value, it's indicative. The Medish is talking about barren fruit in the whole world. So the Gemara seems to be saying that a miracle is going to happen. Barren fruit are going to rain, barren. But in Israel, fruit will grow. And the Tereskenim is not saying a miracle is going to happen. Tereskenim is saying that the nature of these trees are going to be altered, are going to change. Now remember, Rambam cannot have an issue with miracles happening after Mashiach comes. Miracles happen now. Rambam can only contend a change of nature. So the Rambam could work with the Gemara and Ksubis. He just cannot work with the Tereskenim. Let's keep reading. Top of the second column on 193. When the Chilik B'neim is, the difference is this. Lafi Ateros Kenim, according to the Medrash, that lost at Lavizaina Shino in Minhagashilam. After Mashiach comes with a new nature. Because according to the Ateros Kenim, every single tree in the world which now does not have fruit will bear fruit. It's a new nature. Oh, but Lady Gemara, but according to the Gemara of us in Velt, the Kalan Chutzlaritz, that Nidzan Ken Shino Minhagashilam, not an Eretz Yisrael, if you hold that most of the barren trees in the world remain barren. And only those in Israel who bear fruit. The Rebbe says, that's not a change of nature. That's a hanhogam yuchedness. That's a special conduct. No, that's a miracle. And Rambam has no issue with miracles. He can't have issue with miracles. It's part of our core beliefs. So the Rebbe says, this is the solution. That the Rambam holds that nature remains the same. Perhaps 
barren fruit in Israel will grow fruit or bear fruit as the Rebbe is suggesting. But it's not inconsistent with the Rambam's opinion because that's not a change of nature, that's a miracle. And the Rebbe says, Deraivet Nemton, Deraivet is of the opinion, Kishit, Tathateras Kainim, according to the Medrash, Azilanusrak Stam, all barren fruit, Asidim Lias, Asim Pedas will be doing, will be carrying fruit, Demizemucha Kanal, which is proof, Asavazan Bittleman Hagisham, there will be a new nature. All trees in the world that don't have fruit now will grow fruit then, it's not a miracle, it's a new nature. Says the Rebbe was Azayez, Azayach Benegez, and Hasogim. This is consistent with his argument in the commentary on Rambam that wild animals are going to stop being predatory you could argue that the Pasuk is also allegory he says it isn't because if you look in the medicine side it says Yehuda says the meaning of that there's going to be no predatory animals on earth. Yehuda says they're going to be taken away from the world. Shimon says Hashem is going to cause them to cease that they're not going to do damage. The Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon both do not say that this is going to happen in Etisol, they say it's going to happen in the whole world. This is not allegory, this is actual in the world. Predatory animals are going to cease to be predators, which is, again, this is the Ravid Shita, that after Mashiach comes, there's a new nature that all barren trees all over the world bear fruit, and wild animals stop being predators. Mashiach in the Rambam. The Rambam doesn't agree, because the Rambam holds, The Rambam holds, after Mashiach comes, the nature of the world remains intact. But it doesn't preclude the possibility of a miracle. So a miracle will occur in Israel in a certain time, certain place. As the Gemara says, as the says, it's a reference to barren fruit only in the Holy Land. It's appropriate to believe that there can be actual and literal in the Holy Land. In the rest of the world, it's, it's, it's the way it is now. This resolution works because, like I said, the Ravid is still going to hold there's going to be a new nature. And the Ramam is still going to hold that nature is going to remain intact, even though there's going to be a miracle. But the miracle is only in Israel. It works. So going back to the beginning of the Sikha, the Rambam says there's no change in nature. Yeah, but what about the Psukim? So the answer is either it's not true, either it's allegory, or it's a Ness, a Nachanibinagashala. So the Radbaz was very helpful. Now the Rebbe is going to show us how this Radbaz does not hold water. Let's keep going. As wonderful as this Radbaz was, as helpful as it was, because it, it gives the Rambam, so to speak, wiggle room. On the one hand, miracles happen. And at the same time, it's not Shinim in Hagashalela, which makes everything be beautiful. That appears in Adbaz is L'chayden Nitmuvan. This interpretation of the Adbaz is not logical. Or Befrat Mazba and Lefize Das is particularly not consistent with the Rambam's opinion. Here's why. Aleph. Vibal, the Rambam's Oktstam, since the Rambam says very plainly. As we may, when Mashiach comes, Vetnit, bottle of Ed on top of 194 now. Dova, Mashiach comes and the world doesn't change at all. Says the Rebbe, what does that mean? After Mashiach comes, nothing changes at all. But the world is riddled with miracles. 
that doesn't seem to be in the words. It's moving. The indication is, as in them is nichol so when the Rambam says after Mashiach comes the world remains the world that we know. In no way is he hinting at a separation between Etisol and Chutzlaris. Because if in Israel alone there will be these kinds of miracles, so the Rebbe asserts is das oich that alone would constitute a change in nature, which is radical, which is a big thing, because it makes sense what the Rebbe is saying, what the Rebbe is saying, that a change that happens only in one place is considered a nest, not a shirim and hagashalelam. And the Rebbe argues that it is the Shinim and Hagashalim. Number one. Number two. In the Tzai from Ben Kuziva, historically, there was a fellow named Ben Kuziva. This is the famous Rambam, the Rambam Paskins. The Rabbi Kiva Paskins. That Bar Koyach, the Bar Kuziva, was Melech HaMashiach. And the Rambam further Paskins, the Rabbi Kiva wasn't wrong. You see, there's a Machlekes in Chazal, where the Rabbi Kiva is asserting that this is Melech HaMashiach, if it's true or not. And the Rambam holds that he was right. So the Rebbe said like this, listen to this. Dimo ad kadekach. Rabbi Kiva was so certain that he was Mashiach. As mezyegangim mechomet bekoach nebech al pitzivuye, based on his instruction, people risked their lives to go fight wars. Says the Rebbe, but the fun is the Rambam Mashiach. The Rambam uses this halach, this fact, that Barakasiva Melech was considered Melech HaMashiach without performing any miracles. He brings it as the proof. And by the way, this is part of the Sicha from Chelikit Ches Bolak, which I mentioned in the beginning of tonight's class. As the Melech HaMashiach, Dathnet Machen, Kenesis, the Mashiach need not do any kind of signs or any kind of miracles. He need not predict the future. He need not change nature. That during the times of Mashiach, the world is going to continue as it currently is. In other words, and Denisim did give an Eichnet and Etisol. If you uh, study Bar Koichva's life, you will know that miracles didn't happen. Not outside of Etisol, not inside Etisol. And Bar Koichva was Mashiach. And if the Rambam's opinion is, as the Advad suggests, that inside of Israel there's miracles, how could Bar Koichva be Mashiach? He didn't perform miracles. The Ribbit is Mistabit. It's therefore arguable, as the Das Haram, the Rambam would disagree with the Advad's attempt at creating peace between him and the Ravid. That according to the Rambam, that lost it love in Etisrael's and Elam Kimenhog in that the Rambam would hold, even in Etisrael, nature is going to re- prevail. So the effort of the Radbaz to explain the Rambam is refuted by nuances in the Rambam himself. To say that there's not going to be a change of nature, but there's going to be miracles in Israel, the Rebbe says that's a change of nature, and that did not happen under Barkaychva's watch. Barkaychva was a possible candidate for Mashiach. So for both of those reasons, this position is refuted, and we're back to square one. What do we do with uh, the conflict between the Rambam's position, and the Pasuk, which is interpreted to mean, um, they're contradictory. Does nature remain intact, or does nature change? And that Adba's attempt at finding a, 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 so to speak, a middle ground has been refuted. Back to square one. Okay. We're on page 194, second column, Sif. Hey, this is attempt two. The Rebbe has a question from, from a Chazal, two Chazals, on a Rambam. 
he was hoping to find resolution from an Adbaz, and he decided that the Adbaz is not adequate. He's going to try again. And as you'll see, he's going to refute the second effort as well. And then, of course, the Rebbe is going to offer us his own resolution, which we're going to be learning tomorrow. In Sefer of Edesh The Sefer of Edesh is a Sefer of Kabbalah that addresses, of course, many things. And amongst the things that he addresses, apparently he talks also about uh, Mashiach. So he says something very interesting, very wonderful. Is Ermaz, he explains, as Oilam Kimin Hoge Noyeg Mate. The Rambam's criteria is, as I told you in my introduction, that you have to separate a miracle from a change of nature. Of course, miracles could happen after Mashiach comes, miracles happen now also. What cannot happen according to the Rambam's model of Ein Bain is Shinim and Hagshom, the change of nature. So here comes the question. What constitutes a change of nature? And the Avodah Zakaidish comes up with a, with a novel interpretation of a radical change that can happen in the world that will not constitute a change of nature. Listen. The meaning of the phrase that the world continues to follow its color and pattern meant It only means that when Shia comes, Hashem is not going to introduce to the, to the paradigm, to the scheme of life, things outside of nature. Everything within the parameters of the creation are going to remain in their nature and according to their root. But he adds a few more words. As they were when Hashem first created them and gave them their nature. And this is the chiddish, this is the chap of the Avodah Sakhidish. What if we were to say that when Hashem made the world, He made the world with a certain nature, and that nature was perverted after the original sin? Accordingly, is derived accordingly. You can actually establish that what the Teiros Kainim says, that all trees are going to be planted and bear fruit in a day. With all the other in that scheme, including the one that says that barren fruit will produce. Uh, barren trees will produce fruit, and none of that constitutes shinim and hagashal. Why not? Because all of those radical changes will not constitute a change in nature. Because that's how it was when Eishah made the world in the beginning. Is the given? The natural order was You planted a tree, fruit grew that day. You planted a barren tree and it produced fruit. And the same would also apply in the Tzvei and Yom Sheva Pasha saying the two points made in our Pasha. First of all, that after Mashiach comes, there will be no predatory animals. When Elon is like Yasu Pedas and barren trees will bear fruit, says the Heleke that the Avoidus Akkadich wants to propose that the Rambam can agree with these changes and still hold on to his assertion that after Mashiach comes, there's no Shini and Teva. Why? Those changes do not constitute a change in the nature of the world. Why? 
Falazoi is given their matzah betchila sabria. That's the condition of the world as it was. Prior to the original sin. In other words, at that time there was no such thing as a tree that did not grow edible fruit. Um, and no predatory animals uh, killed and ate meat. So, problem solved. He just adds a new aspect, right? There's a miracle, which of course Ramam agrees could happen. There's a shinim in Hagashom, there's a change of nature categorically, which Ramam cannot happen. And then there's a third thing, going back to the nature of the world as was originally established prior to the original sin, all of those things would not constitute a nest, they're more than a nest, but n- neither would they constitute Shinim and Hagesh And all of the Mamadah Chazal that speak to those kinds of change, Ramam would support, because it's not against Shinim and Hagesh because of the original sin, when the when God Almighty declared and He cursed the world and the earth, that there's going to be thorns and parasites and so on. A segment of trees became barren. And a segment of animals that became a tendency towards being predators. But this, that was the change in nature. Whereas when Mashiach comes, the world will ascend to a condition. As it was prior to the original sin. That is the nature and the governance of the world. At that time. And there's no reason to see that as conflicted with the Rambam's opinion of Ein Ben Elam Brilliant, wonderful. The Avodah Sakonish Tzibla comes up with a third category. There's miracles, there's a change of nature, and there's a reverting back to an old nature. Reverting back to an old nature does not constitute a change of nature, it, it constitutes nature itself, and therefore the Ramam can support all of this. And the Rebbe continues. And the Rebbe seems to like this idea, and he's going to support it further. If we're going to follow the Avodah Kedish's proposal, we're actually going to hold that the Ramam is going to agree, not with the Gemara, like he said before in the Vidat Bazar's Pshat, the Ramam is going to agree with the Teres Kainim. Because the Rebbe's, I want to make another observation that separates the Teres Kainim from the Shas. In the previous section, the Rebbe pointed out that the Teres Kainim speaks about barren trees all over the world growing fruit, and the Gemara in Ksubis is saying barren trees in Yisrael are growing fruit. Here the Rebbe is going to make a different observation, also between these two. In Teiras Kenim is the Eloshan, Ilon Esak Asidim Leyes Eisebetis. In the Teiras Kenim, the Safra, the expression is that trees that currently do not produce edible fruit will produce edible fruit. Mashenkin in Gemara is the Eloshan, Cheyitinopetis. The expression in the Gemara is that barren fruit in Israel are going to be laden with fruit. What's the difference between producing fruit and being burdened with fruit? But the meaning of the words making fruit is, as the that the barren trees of today will produce edible fruit after Mashiach comes in themselves and in a similar fashion, all trees that produce edible food do. Nature. The process. There'll be a blossom and there'll be a bloom and I don't know what the process is, but it'll go through the steps 
of producing edible fruit. The Gemara's expression is, Yitanu means to be heavy, burdened with weight from the fruit. It doesn't sound like the tree is naturally and sequentially and gradually going to produce a fruit. They're going to be burdened, they're going to be weighted down with something which is not naturally theirs. Says the Rebbe, the Teras Kainim is describing how the barren fruit are going to produce fruit in a natural way. Barren trees are going to produce fruit in a natural way. And the Gemara seems to be describing miraculous appearance of fruit on barren trees. The Rebbe continues and he says in the bracket, it's consistent with difference in the Psukim. That they quote from Lachazel Lenab does up, Tedas Kainim learns it from the Pasuk of Eitz Asada Yitain Pirie, and the Rebbe says Yitain means to give, which is a normal Asina. Three lines in the top of the second column, 195, when the Gemara lenters up from them, Kaif of Ashina Lush in the Pasuk, Ki Eitz Nasa Pirie, Taini Vegefe Nas Nochel, there's a double expression. The second expression, Taka, is Nasina, but the first one is Nasa. And Rashi says, since it says, Taini Vegefe Nas Nochelim, Haripiet Omer, why does it say? This indicates and the way this is understood to mean is that Yisupedis means that miraculously the fruits are going to appear on that tree, but they're not going to grow. That's haste. The pasuk is madigish and tilt up. The pasuk seems to separate them eights ilan esrak from teine vegef and eight pri. Those trees that produce fruit naturally now will produce fruit naturally then. Those. Trees that produce no fruit now will have fruit, but they're not going to grow normally. As by eight pri, it does be even for nas nochelam and nesina. Un lezet chunun kraft nas nochelam. That a tree that now produces fruit will do the same after Mashiach comes. Un by Allah nisrak it does be even for nasa. And barren trees are just going to be weighted down with the fruit. Kilu erznesi at zvei tezach nidurk yidol rogel is going to be as though it's carrying the weight of somebody else's burden and not that they're growing on the tree. So the psukim, with Rashi's help, support the differences between the Teres and the Gemara. See here, the Rebbe is flushing out completely how two and Marachazada seem to be saying the same thing as saying something quite different. The Gemara and Ksubis basically is describing a miracle. Only in Eretz Yisrael, trees are suddenly going to be weighted down with fruit. The Teres is describing something which is a change in nature. All trees all over the world are going to grow fruit. So now, if we're going to follow the Avodah Sakhidish suggestion that if the world goes back to its pre-Eitzadas nature that does not constitute Shinim and Hagesh we can simply say that the Ramam agrees with the Teras Kayanim and the idea that Asidni Lone Israq Lahiti Penis is how it was before Khatetadas and the Rambam is not at all in conflict with this Medrash. Accordingly, we could say, as the Chilitz which there is Kenim and Gemara, the difference between the Medrash and the Gemara is in There's an argument in, in Bereshis Rab, in Medrash, in Bereshis. It's interesting, the Medrash brings different opinions whether trees that are currently barren produce fruit then. But what's weird is the opinion that holds that the barren fruit produced, barren trees produce fruit then, suggests that the trees were being defiant. In other words, they were really not meant to produce fruit then. Neither, as you'll see later on. The Teres Kai and Im Kai Bishit Pinchas. 
The Madrish is following the Shittavara Pinchas of Meshach Sraba, was Erlen, and taught that he learns from the eight Asepri, from all trees producing fruit, as I feel in a sack also pays. That even barren trees then produce fruit. Well, if he's then accordingly as does for Silanus Sakas in Lis Asen Pedes, if you follow this sheet of Rapinchas, then before the original sin, all trees produce fruit. Therefore, you can also say that the fact that in the future when Mashiach comes again produce fruit, Nitkin Shino Shal Chidish Maitzabereshes, it's not a change in nature, which the Ramam cannot have support. Notice as Chayz and Vineyad is bringing back an old nature. Turn to page 196. Teva Ilan the nature of this tree, Valchas Given. In which it already had in the beginning of creation, and therefore something radical changes in the world, and it doesn't constitute shini menagishalelo. And of course, that's called behemtuch the free dekadashas teres kenim. It's consistent with the earlier uh, interpretations teres kenim of the impossible eitzah sada yitin pini like derech shahisa achshav alderech asam meadamadishin. In other words, the, the teres kenim is almost saying explicitly what the avodas kedusha suggested. That the idea that all barren trees will, after Mashiach Yadam, produce fruit is because it already was before the original sin. The day it was planted, it grew. The, the trees themselves, eight pri, will be edible. In the times of Adam Edition, the tam ate the trees itself tasted like the fruit. Then they, this was changed to eight isapri. When Mashiach comes, it reverts back. So there's so much support, there's such a fluidity to this approach. Because the Tehras Kehenim, not just this particular passage, but the passages before, seem to be completely in concert with what the Avedis HaKedish is suggesting. Changes are going to happen after Mashiach comes. But they do not, they're not considered. Shinim because this is a return to how things were before the original sin. The Gemara holds that before the original sin, barren trees were also barren. Kumtais accordingly yados vas vasevel nesip peters and the yosid. If barren trees will produce fruit after Mashiach comes, it is a shiru zechidish. It's a change. When the ribbers does benegit is this even shall yet enu nesip peters nish be even agavativi. That's why the Gemara holds that's only in Israel, and the fruit are not going to grow from the tree; they're going to miraculously appear because it's a miracle. You see, it's not a shiru minagish. It's not a new nature. The barren tree is barren. A miracle is going to occur in Israel that the fruit will be hanging from the trees by themselves. So, the Avodah Sakhedish insight, which we are attempting to apply to the Rambam, seems to be working brilliantly. It's Kavaldic. And like I said before, what you're going to do is simply say that there's three possibilities, not two. Shinim and Agashalam that Amam objects to. Ness will happen then too, Lukulam. But then there's a middle category, a reverting back to an old nature, which is what the Tatas Kanim seems to be discussing. The Ramam doesn't talk about it, but the Ram has no issue with it. This is what the Avaizakadish is proposing. Now that the Rebbe sort of asserted this second solution to the question of Rambam's Ain Bain and the Tedas Kerem in the Gemara's reference to Elon Yisrak, Eitzim Pedis, and Eitzim Pedis, the Rebbe is now going to say that the Avodah Zakedish is not going to work either. He's going to slug it up. He's going to refuse. Here we go. Over. Kadai Keshav, if you pay close attention, 
even the Avodah Sakhedesh is going to break down when you juxtapose it against the Rambam. Well, a number of points. Aleph, number one. The Pirash and al the interpretation of the Medish, as Be'elonis Sak, Vatashini, Kenin Zayn, Unzayn, Liyoset. For Lazay is given, Betchil Sabriya, that the fact that barren trees will fruit, barren trees will in the future bear fruit as a natural phenomena because it's reverting back to pre Das is nitklatic, is not simple. Why not? Because the Friedike and Yonim from Pasak, the earlier ideas in the same Pasak, state in Tedas Kain and Befedish, the Medish says explicitly, as does as Kederech, the Medish says that. After Mashiach comes, fruit are going to grow much more quickly, trees are going to grow much more quickly, as it was in times of Adam Rish. And he brings biblical proofs to support those changes. But this particular idea, the idea that all barren trees once bore fruit, the Medrash, which we're using to sort of support the Avadis HaKadosh, doesn't support it, because the, on that particular detail it does not say that barren fruit brew, bore fruit in times of Adam and the Medish holds that the fact that barren trees will of the future bear fruit, let it be up from the passage from our passage, so the Rebbe's argument is that the Teiras Kainim almost fits, but doesn't fit exactly. And by not fitting exactly, it doesn't fit at all. If the Teiras Kainim, Teiras Kainim brings a variety of different ideas that are going to change after Mashiach comes and supports them with the argument that that's how it was created does. One of the many ideas he brings is the our idea that barren fruit are going to bear fruit. But he doesn't bring a postic from Priyat Sadas. He brings a postic from Arpash. Which means that Teres Kainim does not hold that this particular detail was true Priyat Sadas. And if this particular detail was not true Priyat Sadas, it constitutes a Shinim and Hagesh and the entire question is back. But the Rebbe is not done. Base. Afilum is a Lenin as a Even if you're going to twist the Teres Kainim a little bit, and argue that even though he doesn't say it outright, he means that barren fruit, barren trees growing fruit is as it was in the times of Adam Edition for the original sin. Gate the agrees with Rapinchos, who says, as given as prior to the original sin, the Pinchos holds all trees bore fruit. Says the Rebbe, why don't you take a look at the entire statement of Rapinchos? In Medeshab and Bereshis. Das Rapinchas is, is nit in ganz englatic. Das Rapinchas is, Rapinchas holds, as mitzada bria atma, that as far as nature is concerned, parenthesis, mitzatzibi al kodesh baruch, as Hashem mandated it, haben gedarf zanilan eslach, there were supposed to be trees that bore no fruit. No, the oretz hat mishana given metzibi, the earth did not follow instructions. Unilan eslach, haberezi geben peiris, barren trees produce fruit. Against the will of Hashem, Unach and Chet, after the original sin, is the Shini battle where that change changed, and nature went back to how Hashem meant it to be that some trees should bear no fruit. If you look at the Medrash Shabbat Bereshis in its entirety, you'll see, as Minhagi Shalayla Mitadatsme, that even those who hold, that creates Adas, all trees bore fruit, they hold that the bearing of fruit by trees that are currently barren was against nature. This is really scholarly. This is very, this is published goodness. 
Look up the Medrash Rabbah, says the Rebbe, and you'll see that the opinion holds that all trees in the world bore fruit was against the will of Hashem. So if all trees bearing fruit is against the will of Hashem, you can't call that you can't call that a return to the original nature. It was a violation of nature then. So we're back to square one. That even if you're going to say like the Abedah Sakedish, and that Rambam is going to hold that a miracle could happen. Shinim and Hagashelem cannot happen. But reverting back to an old Teva could. This is not an old Teva. This is an old defiance of Teva. And therefore, says the Rebbe, even the Abedah Sakedish is not going to work in Ishida uh, Saram. Gimel, number three. And this is common sense. The third argument is simple. life. Without getting skal, let's just speak plain English. It's very difficult to say. When the Rambam says nature is not allowed to change, he includes a nature which hasn't existed for 5,000 years. Just looking at the context and the language of the Rambam, it's it's indicative. that he negates He's not only saying that nature cannot change in a way which goes against the original design model. In other words, excluding something which never existed in nature. The word that he uses is minhag, the custom, the normal, the median, the average. The conduct of the world is going to continue to be as the conduct is now. Tell me, says the Rebbe. Going back to an event that happened 5,000 years ago that hasn't happened since can hardly be called Ben it's kind of obvious as the to say that a nature that has that persisted for a day at the beginning of creation and has not existed for the five thousand whatever it is seven hundred and eighty one years is returning constitutes going back to nature is incredibly implausible because pirush min is the meaning of the normal governance of the world means the oilam this is not esoteric, this is not philosophical, it's actual. What is the normal way of the world as we know it? Bekfiyas, in a fixed way. It's Kainaf Kamir, it really makes no difference. When the Kfiyas Han Hagez Gishafik when this fixed order was established. See, Betchilas Sabri Mamish, if Hashem created it that way, or or it was altered shortly thereafter. The bottom line is this. In their Teva. Once it's been established in nature, it's been sustained since. One week after creation till today. Funilon is sacked that barren fruit trees, as they zonit arez yebim kimpeyas, they bear no fruit. Moreover, chayes roiz all mazigzain predator animals should kill. Undilon is vechayes. These trees and these animals have been behaving consistently this way for millennia. Is dosmen hagashom. That's the conduct of the world. If any kind of change takes place in this, in other words, they feel in the they behave in a way which is not consistent with this, is das bittel shalelam. This is against nature. So the Rebbe says the avodas hakodesh idea is brilliant, it's just missing basic logic. Now again, the avodas hakodesh is entitled to say what he says, but the avodas hakodesh is not entitled to say what he says in a Rambam. So the Rambam says there's Menhagesh Aleilam and there's not a lot of Bibitl Menhagesh Aleilam. To say that the world goes back to how the world was for the first six days of creation can hardly be called Menhagesh Aleilam. So the, that Baz's Pshat didn't work and the Avadis Akhaydis Pshat is not working either. So Tengansen cannot need to It's very unlikely to say. 
that the nature of barren trees remained the same. Also nowadays, that really they want to produce fruit. To say that all trees really want to produce fruit and Hashem is not letting it happen extraneously is very, very implausible. Predator animals, they don't really want to kill, but Hashem is forcing them to kill. Now the Pinish is, the fact is, as once the original soul took place, is bottle gavadav the earlier nature was nullified, and bismana betivam, that now, naturally, there is Israq on highest surface, so the Avodah is a great idea, except that it doesn't make basic logical sense. So, we're back to the original question. The Rambam says no change takes place. After Mashiach comes and the Gemara and the Tzedas Kehilim speak of a Bittleman Hagesholeilam and all the other details, how do we reconcile the Rambam with this Medish and this Gemara? The Radbaz's answer has broken down, and even the Avodas Hakodesh has broken, broken down. And we're going to stop now. Tomorrow, we're going to begin with another set of questions. But these questions are already the beginning of the answer. Because we're not going to be juxtaposing the Rambam against a Gemara and a Medrash. We're going to explore contradictions in the Rambam himself. And the Rebbe is going to show us that these contradictions in the Rambam himself, the Rambam cannot contradict himself, are forcing us to read into the Rambam a complexity about this question that we would never have thought of without those contradictions, which is going to provide us with the means to resolve all these problems.